Now, this coming Sunday is a big game in the National Football League as we go into round four. It is Galway against Derry. After Galway's victory against Tyrone last week, this confidence is getting high again for Porrick Joyce's charges, but no doubt the on-form team so far this year is Derry with three wins out of three. And delighted to be joined by a very special guest this week, the former Derry football captain, Johnny McBride. And Johnny, first, thanks a million for joining us here on Galway Bay FM. Uh, no problem. Darn, very... Very privileged to be joining you, yeah. Johnny, it's a pleasure to talk to you as well. And we'll we'll go through all bits uh, with, about the match in a moment. But I suppose for Derry, and I know we're talking here, it's only the end of February. But so far, so good in 2024 for Derry. I was going, going very well. I, I don't think uh, Mickey or the lads could have expected to have went any better after three games. I suppose Derry had been set, setting out, firstly, to make sure that there was no issues about their Division 1 status and that they've already done that. So they'll be pushing on now, hoping I would say for a National League final appearance would probably be the next target and maybe trying try to win it. But it's been a sort, sort of seamless changeover. Mickey has come in and they seem to have probably moved on. If anything, they seem to have advanced a bit. I suppose we're conscious up here this week. The big question is, is whether we're picking far too early or that's the sort of argument, you know, you, when you're going well, people like to knock you down. We're going well too early. And then if things aren't going well, you know, they're wondering what's going wrong. So I suppose that's that's our dilemma. We're very, very lucky to be in the position we're in at the moment because I suppose you're coming up there. hasn't been in Division 1 for a while. And first and foremost is to make sure that we stayed in Division 1 and we've done that. Yeah, because like we all remember 1993, and of course you were a young child at the time, and you played, you captained them in a minor final, and of course to success at under 21. But I suppose Johnny, you came in and you had three All Ireland semi final appearances, but Derry did go through a dip, uh, like over the last few years, I suppose, before it started to turn around in the last four or five years. I will look. Derry was probably one of them counties that people looked at. There always seemed to be a lot of ability. The Mainers and under-21s were always reasonably doing well in Ulster, but they just couldn't seem to, to bring it through at senior level. But, you know, I, I, I don't think anybody could put their, their finger on it. There was always the argument in Derry that the club football was really, really strong and that the clubs probably had a lot more control maybe than than the county team. And that maybe was the case during, during my era where, you know, now it has changed where, you know, the, the, the county players over the last year or two have probably not played really any league football. And that's that's totally unheard of in Derry. And it's it's a big shift in emphasis. But, like, I suppose it goes with the senior team, the county senior team doing well. And I think people sort of probably won to nearly forfeit the, the club leagues as an expense. But then... They obviously give the championship, the club championships now in a sort of a round-robin knockout where then the county players can get playing five or six games for the club. Did you sense that kind of shift in, <coughs> sorry, excuse me, that shift in, I suppose, I don't use the term attitude, but looking again to get the county back on track because you were in the mix for the job before Rory Gallagher got it and your name had been thrown about there before the Mickey Hart's appointment as well but like we've seen some great players there representing their club in uh, Ulster and National Club Championship campaigns and we always wondered how it couldn't get right up in Derry but as you just touched on there as well 
the players that focus there are supposed to not being pulled by the, the club competitions as much in, in the league sort of things and the county is reaping the benefits at the moment Oh, there's no doubt about it. It goes back when, when I'd been playing a long time ago. Now, you know, we were very sort of, you know, very, very club-orientated, you know, when there would have been numerous episodes that cheered went on in most counties where, you know, there was times when it was a bit, it was a bit fractious, you know, the relationships in terms of maybe some boys had tried to line out for the club and some haven't. But I think probably, in fairness, to, you know, to Rory Galler, maybe four or five years ago when he took over, no, I think he, he, it seemed to be him that drove the, you know, I need time with these players to build a really strong county team because you were trying to compete with teams like maybe Kerry and Dublin and not so sure what way it works down in Galway, but you know, the, the majority of county players weren't playing an awful lot of league football. You no, know, During the, the Dublin's big spell of this last 10 or 12 years, like them fellas are hardly turning out for the club at all, apart from championship. So I think that emphasis has went now with the split seasons, obviously allowing that to happen in the sense that the boys are are completely, completely committed to the, the county thing. And Derry's definitely reaping the benefits. They're getting that club culture and Derry into, you know, within the clubs is now within the county team. And I think you're now seeing that at, at all Ireland level, like they're probably in that top three or four very soundly now. Has the split season helped? I know the, the change or the shift was probably coming before COVID, but even as you mentioned, the split season, has that helped to make that easier to make happen, I suppose? Well, it definitely has. You know, I see the argument with the lake of Connor Glass where, you know, in fairness, the lad over the last 24 months has probably had virtually no downtime. But I think the thing you have to trade there is if you ask the player himself, I would say Connor Glass would be saying I would do it every year. If, if Glenn was going to be involved in, in the final stages of all Iron Club Series and Derry going to be involved in the final stages of the all Iron County Series, I don't think the players have, have, have many complaints. They've been managed reasonably well. They're getting opportunities there to maybe get a holiday. I know maybe after round two, the Glenn boys maybe got an opportunity to go away for a week, you know, and, and, and people are conscious of what's going on and they're trying to manage that. I would say, had it not been that Derry were in Division 1 and needed to hit the ground running, they possibly would have got a, maybe got a break between the, the All-Ireland Club final and, and the Kerry League match. But again, no players drive them things as well. I know myself, if you were going well with your club, like you were probably mad to keep playing football, you know? Yeah, because it was a surprise to see Connor there, but um, ahead of the opening game against Kerry. I'll come back to him in a moment. There was a lot of uh, commotion about Mickey Hart coming into the role. Um, Joe Brawley probably leading that as much as anything else. <laughs> but of course, yourself, you you live on the on the Derry Tyrone border. I'll use your words that I read in, in, in an article before on the Derry Tyrone border. You've managed two clubs in uh, Tyrone, Eric Kieran recently enough, and Galbally beforehand. And of course, as you said before in previous things, there's many Tyrone players have come in and managed in Derry. Yeah, look, it's probably, you know, I think the majority of people that get involved in management, you know, I, I know with myself, like I never really wanted to get involved within the county with another club because obviously you were loyal to your, your, the loop and, you know, it's not something I wanted to do where it'd be standing in a, in a, or sitting in a changing room or, you know, standing up a line against my own club and my own people. But like, that was probably just a personal opinion. And 
I see I know a lot of the Tyrone fellas would have come across and, and managed teams in Derry and, and vice versa. Like it's, it's definitely it's something that goes on, you know. But I suppose with Mickey coming in, it's not really it's something now that the Derry people it'll never be mentioned again. Derry Derry's now one and have won three games and going very well. And I don't think you'll have any complaints on the Derry side. I'd say the Tyrone people are probably, if anything, a wee bit more thicker about it, you know, the fact that he had won probably the three All-Irelands. But I think Mickey, maybe from his own point of view, was looking at it. If you were looking around the country, looking for a team that was seriously going to challenge for an All-Ireland, there wasn't an awful lot of jobs available. Obviously, the Derry one became available. And I suppose he's got aspirations probably just, you know, it's obviously something within him and he's proved it before that, that something he can do. It was it's very strange at the time, but like everything else, when, when a few weeks pass and your team starts winning, then things are very easy to forget about. Yeah, of course, we have to remember down here in Galway, we won two All-Irelands with a male man in charge. So right. uh, we, yeah. we were we were happy enough with that as well. Uh, let's focus in on the match there itself. And of course, as you just touched on there, when results are going right, nobody's going to care where the manager is from. You've mentioned Conor Glass coming, uh, coming back into the team after Glenn winning the All-Irelands. 12 of the side that started last year's All-Ireland semi-final against Kerry lined out the last day against Fermanagh. There is a real determination among this squad because they will feel probably they didn't perform as well as they could against Galway in 2022 and probably left. They will feel that they probably left the All-Ireland semi-final against Kerry behind them last year. Yeah, look, they, they probably look at both them games over this last two years. Like I would say, seven or eight, nine minutes from the end of last year's semi-final, I would say the majority of Derry people were thinking about getting booked for the All-Ireland final because the game looked as if Derry had the control and and we just needed to see it out, and, and they didn't do that. Probably the year before, at half-time, you felt Derry maybe should have been further in front, and then obviously just maybe the the point being counted at half-time, people sort of point to that in Derry as a, as a turning point where had it any factor of the game or not, but it ended up going, we sort of blew them away in the second half, you know, and I suppose they are, that that's something that will probably be hurting them, fellas, because... You have a very different group, you know. Uh, I, I would know a few of the lads sort of personally, and I, I live obviously in the New Bridge Club now, which is not overly far from the loop. And like I know the couple of lads, you know, uh, Potty and, and CD that play for Derry, and they're just very driven individuals, you know. I, I just feel that that group think that they're well capable, capable in all Ireland, and you know that's the ultimate, the ultimate ambition. Probably they've won two Ulsters. And they're maybe looking at a national league, maybe as a further step, you know. So, but I would say the ultimate aim would be to get at the minute, even get into a final because they fell short now at the semi final. And, you know, even back to my own time 20 plus years ago, you know, around that 98 01 04, we lost three semi finals. And, you know, very quickly that some of the players can drift. But I think probably one thing, Darren, that, that, that probably worth noting about that day squad, and you know, I find it's the one difference at the moment in a lot of the teams around the country. Now, it's where Derry's in a different position and the fact they're trying to, they wanted to consolidate their first division status and knew they needed to have a full-strength team all the time. Like, you know, that day team's always pretty much fully loaded and has been for three or full, four years. And, you know, they don't pick up many injuries or whether 
they have injuries, but they're just in this psyche or, or mental state where they want to play games. That's a good point as well, Johnny, because as I go and talk about Galway for a moment, if anything, we we have a catalogue of injuries down here at the moment. And of course, uh, last week, even though we got the result in Tyrone, Paul Conroy, Matthew Tierney, two more now that look like they're ruled out for this Sunday's game as well. Sean Kelly came off the bench that day. But of course, players that you remember from a couple of years ago, Damien Comer, Shane Walsh in particular, they're not going to be lining out in Sunday's match. No, like uh, the one thing that I looked at the, uh, and I would look at as a positive, from, you know, if I was part of Joyce, is the fact that probably Galway went to Tyrone on Sunday was like probably relatively under strength, you know, missing probably big names. I know Sean Kelly entered the fray, but they lost Conroy obviously at, at half time and Matthew Tierney had went off, you know. So, like, I would say probably from a Galway perspective, maybe disappointed early on with the Mayo performance, maybe scraping the point against Roscommon. But like to go to Tyrone and, and pick them two points, considering the team that available, I would say, you know, he'd be you know, relatively happy that there's a few lads putting their hand up because like Derry's obviously in a very similar situation in the fact that if Derry or, or Galway was to, to really challenge Kerry or Dublin for the All-Ireland, they, they, they need that strength where they've got a 20 player possibility of coming on in, 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 a, in an All-Ireland final and you know probably over the last two years Derry sort of majority of people would have been feeling Derry's maybe playing with you know the sort of bare 15 whereas now they're, they're probably quite confident starting to they've added a few lads like Cormac Murphy and Dermot Baker and Declan Casties at game time. You've still got, you know, young Lachlan Murray. You know, you need to get up to 20 or 22 to probably be able to win in All-Ireland. The squad will be important because we say injuries you never know as well, but there's a good nucleus there in the Derry team at the moment. When Derry get the ball, they know how to attack and put pressure on opponents. Based on what you've seen of Galway so far, and we've talked about the players that they've been missing, uh, obviously they got the results but the last day but do you feel that they're playing as well as they should be or can be at the moment based on as opposed to playing personnel that they have? Uh, Galway probably I would say they're happy enough with three points after three games considering the players they're missing or I would have thought they'd be happy enough because uh, well before I came on to speak to you tonight I was kind of thinking about the match at Sunday and I was going to serious test for Derry to go down to Galway, and then I obviously wasn't aware where where Comer or Walsh or or Matthew Tenney or Conroy was in the injury sort of status. But now that you've sort of told me that, I would say you'd be disappointed if you were Derry if you weren't beating that Galway team. Yeah, and that's the thing as well. Now, of course, we're talking before the teams are announced, but that's the information that we have down here at the moment as well. Uh, a few more questions, Johnny, before I let you go. But of no course, problem. there'll be some. There'll be some intriguing tussles around, like Sean Fitzgerald has really impressed us at full-back in Galway this season, more than likely be up against Shane McGuigan. Uh, Connor Glass in the middle of the park, John Maher will definitely be knocking around there. Johnny Heaney might come back as well, Carl Sweeney, potentials as well. Um, Chris, Chrissy McCaig, it could be Robert Finnerty faces up against the full forward line. We don't know at the moment. What type of game are you expecting? And uh, those potential matchups, can you see them happening? I will look. I, I was sort of thinking about it earlier there, and I was kind of thinking that possibly if Sean Kelly had been fit, he might have picked up McGuigan. I was I was obviously expecting what you said, and probably Chrissy McCaig would pick up 
um, young Fennerty because he actually played reasonably well against Tyrone in the first half. I thought he was the go-to man, and no, he he showed good hands on a couple of occasions, get a couple of a couple of marks. But like, what sort of game he expect? I, I think we'll get exactly what what we expect to get, and I'd say Daryl sit deep and they'll try and hit them in the break. And obviously, always going to try something very similar. I suppose Yun's met you would know a lot better than me that that uh, Galway City quite often in, in Pierce Stadium there would be a strong breeze so that can change maybe the nucleus of the game I'm not sure what sort of wire it gives for Sunday but Derry seem at the minute but to just be a wee bit better whether it's fitness or they're further down the line in their fitness and that because of maybe obviously a stronger team on they just seem to be able to like cut teams open and it's really really direct you know, more so than when you watched the Galway Tyrone game last week, there was a lot of sort of lateral movement where Derry Lake could take it very, very quickly, you know, to the other half and men beyond the ball at, at real speed. And that brings me perfectly, Johnny, to my final question because you've, you've given your prediction already that uh, you, you expect, you'd expect Derry to get the job done, providing they play as well as you know they can play. What do Galway need to do to counteract that? I think you made a very good point there as well. They get an awful lot of criticism that they push forward and then suddenly, I suppose, they run into a cul-de-sac, not too sure what to do or taking a bit more time to try and dissect the opposition. Do they have to be a bit more brave and take it on? Like, or, or do, should they just keep doing what they're doing? I uh, Look, uh, you know, I think you said it there. You need you need to be brave. And I feel that that day group at the minute that just seemed to... You know, you can have so many bodies in that attacking area and boys are trying to stretch the game and they're trying to give it width. But when you look at some of the runs, especially when you're sitting watching television sometimes on a Sunday, you know, you just get the impression that there's a lot of running for the sake of running. You know, I know obviously boys are trying to make space, but you have to have that no fear factor where you're prepared to take the ball and obviously prepared to make a mistake. But unless these things happen and you keep doing them repetitively and taking the ball, you know, sometimes lads maybe make a mistake and they can get themselves into positions, but they don't really want the ball and there's no real, you know, incisiveness with the run. Whereas at the minute now, and I'm saying at the minute because I'm conscious Derry are, are, are out of the chops very early, Derry have a group that really, really want the ball. The only difficulty with going to Galway, and you'll know this better than me, I just read it earlier on that I think Galway have defeated Derry six or seven times in a row now, and that they appear they appear to be, and I know obviously from past knowledge they're a bit of a bogey team, a bit of a bogey team for Derry. Yeah, no, I, I I was trying not to mention all Ireland semi-finals too much while we had the conversation, but uh, and I will leave with this one. I suppose that pressure will be with Derry a little bit as well because the expectation is building, but so far I suppose they've shown they're really able to handle it. They are, I like. They appear to be very mentally strong because you know when the expectation gets high, but them boys seem to be embracing it. You know, I just seem to be in a place where they, where they're happy. And you know, I was reading an article during the week where I think it was maybe Lee Keegan was saying it was refreshing that they were talking about we want to win the national league or we want to win the All Ireland. Where you well know probably in in your game in the media, you know. A lot of times you're getting cliches where, you know, lads are sort of maybe being told not to be saying something or fuel for the fire, <laughs> and they don't know they don't know what to say rather than just being honest, saying, 
oh, geez, I'd love to win the National League. That would be my ambition or that's what I want to do. Whereas, you know, a lot of times managers are maybe curtailing them. But I think that group's confident enough and they appear to be delivering sometimes when there's too much talk and it's affecting performance, then obviously you have to look at that. But it doesn't seem to be doing that with Derry, you know. But there is a there is a big expectation now in this area that this Derry team is improving incrementally all the time and is very, very close to All-Ireland, you know, if they can just maybe, you know, add that bit to the panel and stay injury-free because obviously losing a big player would, you know, like, like a lot of our counties know, it's like, you know, Kerry losing Clifford makes an, a, an absolute massive difference to them.